Good morning, church. Welcome to our special Easter Sunday service. Thank you so much for joining with us this morning. Whether you're usually part of our church services or you're visiting for the very first time, I want to make you feel very welcome uh, for joining in with us. I understand that at this time that it's a very difficult for a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on in our lives, a lot of unexpected things. And we acknowledge that and we really hope that this morning's service will encourage you and will refresh you. Just need to let you know a couple of things. After the service today, we have Kids Church happening online. Uh, so if, you're, if you've got kids at home, make sure you jump onto the Kids Church Facebook page and the links will be posted up there for Kids Church. So jump on there after the service. MOPS, Mothers of Preschoolers, is continuing. Uh, so it's not happening this Thursday, but the next Thursday. Again, head over to their Facebook page next Thursday and they'll put up what they've got for you. If you missed last week's uh, mops then you can still head to the Facebook page and watch that again. Impact Youth is also still alive and well. We've also moved completely online so we've still got our Friday night programs, we've got videos that we're putting out live uh, and we're catching up together in small groups on Zoom. So just please be praying for everyone in ministry in leading different programs and, and things around the church who are having to adapt and overcome and, and just do things that they wouldn't usually have to do as they try to minister to, to those in their respective groups. So yeah, let's just be encouraging each other, be praying for each other, not just in our local church, but all across the, the globe because we're all affected. So in saying that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this weekend of Easter. We thank you for what it represents, uh, that we don't have to um, just think about it on one weekend, God, but we can go through every single day of our lives celebrating and, and rejoicing in the hope and, and the joy that comes from the knowledge of your Son and what he has done for us on the cross. Lord, I just pray over each person, each household, tuning in this morning. Lord, I pray for your encouragement. I pray for your blessing. And I pray for your power, God, to invigorate each one of us. Help our faith to grow. Help our trust in you to grow, Lord Jesus. And help us to join together this morning, Lord, to lift up your name and to remember what your son did for us all those years ago. We thank you so much for our ability to meet together online and yeah we just thank you for everything that you have done in Jesus name I pray amen so let's all stand together and let's join together in our in our separate houses and lift high the name of our Savior Jesus Good morning. Welcome wherever you are today. It's so good to have you with us. Uh, my name's Andrew and I'm the pastor here at the Christian Family Church. It's so good to be able to get together online this morning and celebrate that we have a risen Saviour. We have a God who loves us and who's come to die for us and He rose again and He is victorious and we celebrate that today. So glad you could join with us and you know just days before it seemed like Jesus had lost the battle. He'd been whipped, He'd been beaten, and he'd been executed upon a cross. But then we come to Sunday, and I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 28 and verse 1. 
It says, early on Sunday morning, as the new day was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went out to visit the tomb. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, rolled aside the stone, and sat on it. His face shone like lightning, and his clothing was as white as snow. The guards shook with fear when they saw him, and they fell into a dead faint. The angel spoke to the woman, "'Don't be afraid,' he said. "'I know you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead, just as he said would happen. Come, see where his body was lying, and now go quickly and tell his disciples that he has risen from the dead.' And he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there. Remember what I have told you. The women ran quickly from the tomb. They were very frightened, but also filled with great joy. And they rushed to give the disciples the angel's message. And as they went, Jesus met them and greeted them. And they ran to him, grasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Don't be afraid. Go tell my brothers to leave for Galilee, and they will see me there. The title of my message this morning on this Easter Sunday is On the Other Side of the Cross. You know, on, on Friday when Jesus went to the cross, it seemed like he had been defeated. He had lost the battle. It seemed like the Romans had put him to death, the, the, the Jewish leaders had, had accused him, and he had lost the battle. It seemed like all hope was gone. It seemed like this promised Messiah had failed. And imagine how the disciples must have felt, not yet understanding what Jesus had accomplished, not yet understanding what Jesus was about to do. It seemed like all hope was gone. But then on the third day, on that third day, the, the, the women go to the tomb and they discover that Jesus is risen. Jesus has conquered the grave. Jesus has come alive again and there is hope to be found now on the other side of the cross. On one side of the cross, it was gloomy and bleak and it seemed hopeless. But on, on this Sunday side of the cross, we know that there is life to be found through Jesus Christ. There is hope, there is peace, there is joy. There is a, an exciting victory available to us through Jesus Christ. I wonder if you've ever done something and not thought about the consequences on the other side of that decision. You know, I was uh, feeling a little cabin feverish through the week, and I'm sure maybe you've had one of those moments, if not more, over your time at home in isolation recently. And uh, I had this moment of, of suddenly deciding I needed a haircut. I'd been to get a haircut just before, um, a few days before, just as the hairdressers had all closed, and I, I couldn't get a haircut where I wanted to go. And I just thought, oh, well, it's all right. But this day, I, I, cabin fever came upon me, and I just decided, it's time to have a haircut. So I went to the bathroom, I got out the clippers, and I began to, to shave along one side of my head. And then, and then uh, I went to shave the other side of my head, and suddenly, the clippers died. I couldn't cut the other side of my hair. I had one short side, one fluffy long side. And I'm thinking, what have I done? I didn't kind of think about that possibility in that moment at that decision that I made. Now, fortunately, Rochelle was able to go down the street. It was an essential purchase. We needed to buy some more clippers. She bought some more clippers. We cut the other side of my hair, and it was all okay. Now, 
wonder if you've ever made a decision like that, that you didn't think about what was on the other side of that decision. Even sharing that story with you this morning is maybe a little bit of one of those decisions because now you're all going to be looking at my haircut thinking, now how did he do? How did he go? Anyway, Jesus going to the cross was not that kind of decision. God was not surprised. It was not a, an accidental thing that Jesus went to the cross. It wasn't an, oh, whoops, what have we done moment that Jesus rode into Jerusalem that they all declared, Hosanna, blessed be the one who comes in the name of the Lord. It wasn't an accidental thing that Jesus came in and was declared and announced as the Messiah, the one that was coming and then was put to death. It had been God's plan since the beginning, since sin entered the world for Jesus to come and to die on the cross for your sin and for my sin. It was God's plan to come for us. Isaiah 53 talks about how he was crushed, he was wounded, he was pierced. And the one they looked upon, they, they thought he was, being persecu- he was being suffering for his own sin. But it was our sin, it says in Isaiah 53. And God declared to us that it was his plan that Jesus would die for our sin. It wasn't a mistake. You know, one of, one of our kids said to me the other day, he's, our, our five-year-old, he said to me, Dad, did God want Jesus to die? And I had to stop and I had to to wrestle with that question for a moment because I thought, you know what, Jesus Jesus didn't want to die. If you read about when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, it says he sweated drops of blood. He was in such anguish. He was so overcome with grief about what he was about to go through. Jesus did not want to die. But it says Jesus prayed to the Father and said, but not my will, your will be done. He didn't want to die, but he willingly gave his life upon the cross so that we could be forgiven and have eternal life. God did not want to come in human form and suffer the humiliation, the torture, and the crucifixion. But he chose to do it for you and for I. That on the other side of the cross, we could have hope. That on the other side of the cross, there would be forgiveness, there would be life, there would be peace and joy that we could never have imagined before. You know, on that day, there were two other men that were crucified on the same day as Jesus. I want to read to you from Luke chapter 23. And we'll read from verse 32. It says, two others, both criminals, were led out to be executed with him. When they came to a place called the skull, they nailed him to the cross, and the criminals were also crucified, one on his right side and one on his left. Then just jumping down to verse 39, it says, One of the criminals hanging beside him scoffed, So you're the Messiah, are you? Prove it by saving yourself and us too while you're at it. But the other criminal protested, Don't you fear God even when you have been sentenced to die? We deserve to die for our crimes, but this man hasn't done anything wrong. Then he said to Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, I assure you, today you will be with me in paradise. On one side of the cross, there's a man who just mocked Jesus, who criticized him and said, come on, get off the cross and get us off too while you're at it. He mocked him. And, and didn't seem to care that the Saviour of the world was dying on the cross for our sin. And then on the other side of the cross, 
that you have this other man who acknowledges his sin. He acknowledges the things that he has done wrong, that he deserves to die. And he says, Jesus, please remember me in your kingdom. And Jesus turns to that man and says, today you will be with me in paradise. In that moment, that that man hanging on the other side of the cross acknowledges his sinfulness. He acknowledges his, his, his punishment is just. But he cries out in, in, in humility and says, God, Jesus, please forgive me. Would you please remember me? Would you please help me even in this moment? I know I deserve to die, but please, in your kingdom, will you remember me? It's interesting, you've got two men in the exact same situation. They're both sentenced to die. They're hanging on a cross beside Jesus. And we see two totally different responses. I want to ask you today, I wonder which side of the cross are you on? Are you one like the man on this side that said, Jesus, come on, you said you're the Messiah. Why don't you save us while you're at it? Take yourself down off the cross. You know, some people will mock God, they'll, they'll criticize and they'll complain about Him. And in the very next breath, that they may even deny His existence. But then you've got other people on this side and even as they're dying, they'll, they'll, they'll acknowledge their sinfulness. They'll say, God, thank you for your love and your grace, for your amazing love for us. Please forgive me. Please forgive me for my sin. And Lord, remember me in your kingdom. I want to ask you today, which side of the cross are you on? God offers his love and his forgiveness to every one of us, but we must choose to respond to what he's done. If we remain on this side forever, if we ignore him, if we mock him, if we criticize him, if we will not come to him with humility, acknowledging our sin, then we will be without a savior and we will be judged in eternity. But the Bible says if anyone puts their trust in Him, if anyone comes to Him and puts their faith in Him, that they will have eternal life, that you are forgiven the moment you put your trust in Jesus Christ. There is life to be found. There is hope. There is forgiveness. There is joy to be found on the other side of the cross. And maybe today you're joining us, you're you're listening in online and and you're, you're hearing about the events of Easter and you're thinking about what Jesus has done and you're, you're looking at the cross thinking, I, th- I know I've been on this side. I, I want to cross over, but I- I'm worried about what, what's that going to mean for my life. Maybe today you're thinking, I, I like my life how it is. I-, I like doing the things that I do. And maybe you're worried about giving up something for God. And I just want to say to you today, if that's you, that there is no greater life than living the life that God has for you. God created you, He knows you, He loves you, He knows your heart's desires, and He will lead you in the best possible way for your life that you could ever know. I want to encourage you to surrender and say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry. Please, God, forgive me and remember me in your kingdom. Let me know the reality of your kingdom even today. I just want to read from Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14. It's written by the Apostle Paul, this man who 
who had persecuted the, the Christians, he'd persecuted the followers of Christ because he didn't believe that Jesus was the Messiah. Until on the road to Damascus, he, he met with Jesus and he had this amazing transformation. We did a whole series at the start of the year on being transformed for God's glorious purposes. And Paul has had this amazing, miraculous transformation. And then in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14, he, he writes to the Ephesians and he says, When I think of all this, all that Christ has done, all that we can have through faith in him, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep His love is, may you experience fully the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more that we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations, forever and ever. Amen. You know, God has a life for you. He has an eternity waiting for you, for anyone who calls on the name of the Lord, anyone who repents of their sin. They turn away from living from themselves and they come to the other side of the cross. They, they go on in life living with a different lens, a different perspective on this side of the cross. And God has a life and a power for you to live today, being filled with Him, being filled with His Holy Spirit, that you would live this life for His glory. You know, the power God gives isn't so that we can become impressive in other people's eyes. It's so we can live this life being more gracious, being more kind, being more, more giving, being more peaceful, being more loving than we could ever imagine that we could be. You know, we had such a great testimony on Good Friday from Ron and from Beck as well about the transforming power of God in their lives. And God wants to bring that transforming power into your life. Even today, maybe you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. God wants to bring that power into your life. Maybe you've given your life to Jesus Christ before, but you know that you need to turn back to Him. You need to be refreshed, that you need to be filled again with His Spirit. And even today, God wants to fill you with His power. He wants to lead you forward for His glory. This Easter Sunday, we realize that and we remember that we have the victory. We have the life that God wants for us through Jesus Christ. On this side of the cross, it's not finished, it's not over, we haven't been defeated, but we have life forever with Him. Even today on this earth in 2020 COVID-19 isolation, you can know the life and the peace and the joy that Jesus has for you. We're going to have communion in a moment. But first, I want to just pray for those of you at home today, wherever you are, whatever you've done in the past, whatever your thoughts have been in the past, I want to pray for you. Maybe you've felt like you could never come to God. You've, you've messed it up too much. But I want to say that God's grace is for you. He died on the cross for you. 
Let's just pray right now. I just want to lead you as we pray. Lord God, we just thank you so, so much that we know that on the other side of the cross, you rose again. We thank you that you did not stay in the grave, but you rose to victory. You came alive, that you have the victory for us, for anyone who will call on your name. And God, for those of us here today, God, we just pray right now. And God, we, we ask for your forgiveness. God, we want to say sorry for our sin. Lord Jesus, you went to the cross, although you had never sinned, you'd never done anything wrong. And yet you went to the cross, you died in our place. We deserve to die. We deserve to face judgment, just as those criminals hanging on the cross beside you were judged. We deserve to be judged. But God, you took our place. You willingly gave your life so that we could be forgiven. And today, Lord, we say, please, remember me. God, I thank you that the moment we put our trust in you, we are forgiven. Maybe today at home you're, you're saying, that's me today. That's me. I want to be forgiven. And if you will pray that prayer and just say, God, I'm sorry. Please lead me on from this moment. You are forgiven. The Bible says you are a new creation in Christ. It says your old sinful life is, is washed away. It is gone. God sees it no more. But now let's go on living this life for his glory. Let's allow God to lead us and use us for his glory for the rest of our lives. Wherever we go, not just on Easter weekend, but every day of our lives, let's live for the glory of God. Let's allow him to do his transforming work in us that we could be more loving, more generous, more kind. When other people are, are harsh or unkind to us, that we show them the love of God, that they would see Jesus through us. We're going to take communion, as I said, in just a moment. And if you've never taken communion before, I encourage you to join with us today on this special Easter Sunday as we remember that we have a risen Saviour. Jesus encouraged, He commanded us to do this in remembrance of Him. And as we take the biscuit, we remember His body that was broken on the cross. As we hold the, the grape juice, the wine, we remember his blood that was poured out, his, his sacrifice that was made for you and I. We remember it and we remember that there is no other way. We cannot earn God's forgiveness. We can't be good enough people to earn God's forgiveness. But it's only through Jesus' death and his resurrection that we can have new life and even eternal life with him. I just want to encourage you to go and find, maybe you have some bread or a biscuit in the cupboard somewhere in the kitchen, go and find a, a cup of juice, maybe you have some grape juice, maybe you can find some orange juice or even some water, that you can join with us as we take communion this morning. You know, the important part of this is not what we eat and what we drink, it's that we do this in remembrance of Him, Jesus Christ, our Saviour, our risen Saviour and King. Let's go and get those things ready as we sing this song together now. Let's just hold the emblems, the biscuit and the cup until we eat and drink together after this song. What an amazing Saviour we have in Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Lord God, we just thank you so much that we have the victory through what you have done for us upon the cross. Today, Lord God, we celebrate together that you are our risen Savior. And God, we, we want to eat and drink this morning, honoring you, remembering you, and celebrating that, Lord, you are coming back, that you will return one day. We thank you, God, that you are the righteous judge. And Lord, for anyone who has turned to you, just as that criminal hanging on the cross turned to you and asked that you would remember them, we thank you, Jesus, that you will remember us. Anyone who acknowledges you, who turns to you, will have forgiveness for their sins through faith in Jesus Christ. God, we thank you and we praise you today as we eat and drink together now. you today to continue to celebrate this moment, what Jesus has done for us for the rest of your life. doesn't matter where you're listening, wherever you are around the world, whether you're in Australia or any other country or any other state, I want to encourage you, even after this season of isolation has finished, find a local church, a group of people who believe in who Jesus is and they believe the Bible. I want to encourage you to, to get together with those people and, and be encouraged and be an encouragement to them. Share your story. Even right now, you can click on that button below us just saying, yes, I, I surrender. I give my life to Jesus Christ. If that's you today and you're making that decision, just click on that button. Do something to tell somebody about this decision that you've made today. We'd love to have a chat with you. Uh, it'll come up in a little private conversation with one of us that can have a little chat and pray with you this morning. God loves you. He has the most amazing life for you and we can look forward to eternity with Him because of what He has done through His death and resurrection. God loves you so much. We love you. If you're struggling in any way, whether it be physical, emotional, or in any way right now, please reach out to us. Let us get in contact with you that we can encourage and support you. Um, whatever is happening in the days ahead, Praise God that we are one church in Jesus Christ. And uh, we just really pray God's blessing upon you today and every day as we go forward. We're going to continue to meet. We're going to continue to celebrate what He's done. Please feel free to share this, this message with those that you know. Share it on Facebook. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. All those things help us get the message out even wider. Thank you for joining with us today. God bless you and happy Easter.